And you know what? Hmm. Knitting is what brings us together today. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I give you props because The Princess Bride is one of my top 10 favorite movies. But nice. That was bad. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Knitting Nerdcast. This is your host, Hannah Baker. And today I am having a conversation with Louisa DeMitt. So in these times, I've been spending quite a bit of time by myself. I just moved into my own apartment. And so it's just me and my dog. And the situation might be similar for you if you also live alone and are working at home. And I've been knitting on and off. Uh, working on work knitting, working on personal knitting, not enough personal knitting. I've just kind of been pondering community and what my community looks like and who are the important people around me that help me on the day to day. Um, My friends that I connect with because we have knit together. There's been a lot going on in the knitting world as well. With everything going on and a lot of discussion and debate on social media, you know, it's just got me thinking about what makes the knitting community what it is, which to me is a place where you can completely be yourself and get to know other people. I've just been pondering this for a little bit and I wanted to talk about it with a really good knitting friend of mine. Louisa DeMitt is a really good friend of mine who I've known for about seven years, whom I met on my first day working at Interweave when I started as a knitting assistant editor. She was the other knitting assistant editor. And our friendship started from there, working together, knitting together. Louisa is a knitter, crafter, baker. She has a culinary degree. And she is a professional in the craft media sphere. Louisa is an important person in my life who shares this common interest of knitting with me. But our friendship goes so far beyond that. So take a listen. I hope you enjoy. What do you think that it is about knitting that lends itself to this community building or this con- connection making why why because you know there's a lot of hobbies out there where people can connect on those hobbies and get together and do them and obviously friendships form from there and they go beyond but what what to you is it about knitting that makes this really special i honestly feel like a huge part of it for me is its portability you can yeah. take projects with you so much and you don't have to have a sewing machine you don't you're not tied to a piece of machinery that is you know a long long arm quilting machine that takes up a whole room or your sewing machine or a loom um knitting and even crochet you have your needles and you have your hook and you have your yarn mm-hmm. and you, you can go and i think that that makes it easier to go, venture forth into the world with your stuff and potentially mm-hmm. meet up with other people so I I always feel like that's a huge factor in what makes knitting so popular. What do you think? I think that's a really good point. And I agree just from experience of having taken my knitting into places in public and conversations being sparked by people that don't even knit. They might know right. somebody else who does and they want to know what you're making and how, how does that work? And really just, and it, it makes it, I think, 
it makes you kind of seem accessible to people. I'm not exactly sure what that is. Like if you're doing an activity in public, people are like, oh, I want to go, you know, talk to them about it. Or they might, you know, be looking at what you're doing. They go, oh, sorry, I was just really, it looks really interesting. And um, so I think that's a really good point that I've definitely experienced. I also think that there's something, and for me, this is a special thing about knitting for me too. So it ties in. I think that because knitting came from necessity and and mm-hmm. needing to create functional things, function clothes to keep us warm and all these things. But now because it's not a necessity really, it's it's right. a hobby. It's kind of an extra thing. You can just buy your clothes at the store or whatever. Um but the fact I think I think there's something I think you you touched on this. Yeah, people that want to make something from scratch. I think that there is like an inherent something in our brains mm-hmm. That make us just, I don't know, like want to make, want to make and want to make something like functional that you need, but make it like beautiful. And I think that people who are makers have that like inherent commonality, like they get it. You know, not everybody wants to like make all of the things that they put in their home, but like that's what I'm doing right now is I'm going through all my home projects. Like, I don't want to buy that at the store. I'm going to like get the materials and I'm going to make that. And there are mm-hmm. people that are super duper into that. And then there's other people that are just like, yeah, whatever, you know, it's just stuff. Yeah. You're just going to use it and blah, blah, blah. And that's totally legit. I think it's just like a mindset that reflects a lifestyle right. that allows for like deeper connection when you meet other people like that. Right. I don't know. That's just one well, thing. <laughs> I, I mean, going along with that, if you think about the times in which we live, m- so many of us, our jobs are sitting at a desk in front mm-hmm. of a computer. And maybe the end result is we're making videos or podcasts or magazines. And, you know, there's something that's a little bit more tangible that will ultimately be out in the world. But often the day to day is I'm staring at a screen, I'm typing on mm-hmm. a keyboard. And I feel like I I know that I often feel like I haven't made anything in a day. You know, what have mm-hmm. I accomplished? Yes, I, I've checked off tasks, but it's not the same as when you start a day with raw materials and you finish mm. a day with something <laughs> completed. And I feel like that's a huge part of why knitting has seen a resurgence lately is that you're yeah. you're using your hands in a different way. I mean, people run freaking marathons and knit at the same time. <laughs> you can take it. This is how I got through the an entire college basketball season was just sitting because I had to go <laughs> to the games, to the watch parties, but I could That's sit hilarious. there and knit yep. and I was making something and I could see, oh, I created two inches of fabric as I've been sitting here. And there's just this immediate um, release of of happiness and satisfaction. I made that. It wasn't there before and now it is. And I I feel like that's something that a lot of us just don't experience on the daily. Yeah, it's definitely like a fortunate thing to be able to have for sure. Mm -hmm. And also on the sports front, because I'm, you know, that I'm not a sports fan in any sort of way. I do Um, know that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I am perfectly happy to be, you know, if I'm going to go to a baseball game, if I can sit and knit. Perfectly happy about it because I'm with my friends. And then there's also this like community around, you know, Mm -hmm. the sports community around that, too. So there's like these different elements of community there that makes me not hate 
sports if I get to knit during. Right. (laughs) Well, but even, I mean, to your point, if you're just sitting somewhere, you know, you're just sitting on a bench, you're not on your phone, you're not talking to anyone, you're alone. Sometimes people are like, huh, what's that person doing? Why are they, why are they there? What's going on? Knitting, it's like, oh, you have a task. You have an action. Mm. People know what you're doing. I kind of feel it's the same way as if I'm walking by myself versus if I'm walking with my dog. If I'm walking mm. by myself. What am I doing? People are like, oh, I don't know. But then as soon as they see a dog, they're like, ah, okay, I get oh. it. And it, it's just, it can pass the time. You make something beautiful. And I think it can make you more accessible to other people. Just like right. you said, people want to know what you're doing and ask questions. Mm-hmm. And so even if it's not, a set knitting group where people are all nerding mm-hmm. out about it. If you've gotten somebody who never knit to ask you a question about knitting, maybe they have a conversation about it. Maybe they go to a yarn mm-hmm. shop, you know, that's how it, it spreads. Absolutely. And I think too, that it's just really kind of like running. Um, knitting reminds me of running in that you can choose what level of aloneness versus with other people you want to engage in that if you are not if you're not feeling being around people which we all experience from time to time because sometimes people can be exhausting you know you can go (laughs) home relax recharge knit put on your favorite show or podcast or whatever you can do that you can do that whenever you know you've got the time you can you can knit alone in public too if that's what you want to do put your earbuds in while you're sitting yeah wherever But then you can, you know, you can have knitting time with one other person if you want to. Um, Like you and I don't actually really ever do like Zoom knit nights, but like we totally could, you know? Yeah, Um, we could. We could. It's true. (laughs) We just talk all day, every day anyway. But then if you if you want, (laughs) you know, a small intimate group, you can do that. If you want to get involved in like some sort of bigger you know, craft movement, you can find that. You can find that outlet. There's just at whatever level you want to be involved in it, you can choose that level of engagement, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm kind of curious what your personal, like, absolute favorite type of knitting is, whether it's a type of project or using a certain type of yarn or, like, what really... What makes you get super, super, super stoked about knitting in terms of like just a project? I feel like it changes with the seasons mm-hmm. almost. Mm-hmm. Um, last winter, I knit a blanket for the first time and it was this big, chunky, soft yarn. And I knit this, two people can snuggle under this blanket size thing in like a week. And it was great. I love wow. the satisfaction of making something big yeah. and cozy in a very short amount of time. But there are times when I love the the science of it. And you can see how hard mm-hmm. someone worked to create a pattern with really cool lines or brioche, which I recently learned. And that blew my mind. Nice. Like, when you can see the the effort behind an amazing pattern that makes something that's really odd or intricate in some way, I love that as well. But if I only could make one thing yeah. for the rest of my life, I would probably make hats because I have the pattern memorized and I know how to size it up or shrink it down for kids through man-sized heads. And um, I like that it goes quickly and it's giftable. Yep. Yep. 
Oh. But what about you? Oh. We we knit very different things. So what <sighs> we what do, are you but into? we have knit some of the same things before. That's true. We both actually this was my second sweater. We both did the Terra jacket from Knit Scene Winter 2013. Yeah. Right? Yep. We did. We both knitted that in black yarn, I think, and I picked a gold glittery zipper. Mine and was navy a, and I mm-hmm. did a green zipper. Oh, okay. Navy. Yeah. The green zipper. I just gave that away, actually. Oh, you did? Yeah, it doesn't fit anymore. But I gave it to someone who was very excited to have it. There you go. Like, you don't want this hand knit sweater? And I'm like, nope, I do not. It's just sitting in my closet because it is too small. Would you like it? And now that person has a story about it. Right. When they wear it. And people will probably ask them about it. And they can say, my friend Louisa gave this to me and she made it herself from scratch because she's amazing. Well, thanks. But I I think that that's another (laughs) aspect of this is the whole heirlooms thing. You know, people often knit baby blankets or baby booties. And you know, babies grow fast. They don't need that stuff Mm -hmm. for that long. But then you have a cool ornament to hang on your Christmas tree or something you pass on to the next kids. And I like knitting small things for babies, actually, because it goes very quickly. Yeah. I don't know any babies yet. So I haven't knit anything any babies. For, I don't know any babies yet, but someday I'll knit something for a baby, maybe. Um, but I generally, I like sweaters. I like to do sweaters. It's just, yeah, there's so many. There's like a never ending amount. And I just really like having a lot of sweaters. Like, you know, I'm a wannabe minimalist, but in that regard, nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Yeah. But I love, I love knitting sweaters with wool yarn. Like that's my jam. Oh yeah. Yep. Just like a really nice merino or, you know, what have you. So, I mean, controversially, I really like knitting with superwash. Mm-hmm. And I've been it given be really nice by many people for that. But I like having the ability to wash my stuff easily. I like that it feels softer than a lot of, than many other yarns. Well, it's, it's, it serves a, a purpose, you know, just right. like, just like a really crunchy, wool that you cannot wash in the <laughs> machines <laughs> you know that it has serves its purpose too they all you know serve their things i just actually yep. knitted a for my for my bathroom i knitted a rug with some super wash wool and cotton blend chunky cool in green of course green is also louisa's and my favorite color so yeah we have a lot of things in common it's true. But we're also quite different people. But we are. But I think that knitting has been kind of that through line for us because yes. it's how we met. It's why we met. And it it dabbles into so many different areas of life and just world happenings. Knitting is everywhere and everyone has opinions and thoughts and ideas. And even if they differ, they can often come back together through knitting, which is great. And you know what? Hmm. Knitting is what brings us together today. (laughs) I mean, I give you props because The Princess Bride is one of my top 10 favorite movies, but nice. That was bad. Hold on a second, nerds. We're going to take a quick break. 
So, you know, how there's there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, you know, the news is very is a very active place these days. Um, there's just I mean, I could list things, but it's just there's a lot there's a lot swirling around our heads. And the knitting community always seems to be really active in conversations around what's going on in the world, you know, political things, social things. Uh, like you said earlier, you know, we've all got an opinion. And, um, you know, there are some examples that we've seen from recent years, such as, you know, the pussy hat, which we are all pretty familiar with, with um, the hat that was designed and, you know, millions of people knitted this uh, hat pattern for the Women's March um, in 26, beginning of 2017. And, um, you know, in other instances, people get together and do yarn bombs to make, you know, political statements or artistic statements. Um, like, why do you, why do you think, for instance, the pussy hat got so much traction when that happened? What, what was it about like the knitting community that, that really pushed that and really, you know, got people involved because a lot, a lot of people learned how to knit for that as well. But, you know, people who knit were like on, they immediately jumped on that. And you can see it in the images, you know, just the hats are everywhere from these marches. Like, what do you think it is about the knitting community that, like, they just went after that? I Well, I'm one of the people who knit one of those. And mm-hmm. I wore it to the march that I attended. And I really think that it was a moment where people's passions and politics merged. And it was just this time when it's like, I mean, the the people who designed that and marketed it were geniuses because the here is this way that you can not only make something, but show your beliefs with this thing that you've made. And the function mm-hmm. of the thing was, yeah, it's a hat. So, of mm-hmm. course, it can keep you warm. It has that, you know, very um, basic function, but it also... They encouraged people to make them out of loud, bright colors. They encouraged people to get creative with them, put pins on it, put tassels, whatever, you know, however you can take this kernel of a pattern as sort of a basic blueprint, but then put your own spin on it. And I think that we as knitters like to talk about knitting, Mm -hmm. sort of like, um, (laughs) veganism and CrossFit, you know, we, there you we, go. if you, if you participate, you want to talk about it. You want to get other people talking about it because you're interested. So you want other people to be interested. And that was just this time when you could be like, yes, okay, I can make a thing. I can show what I believe. I can get people to ask me questions and talk to other people about it. And it just seemed like a really fun thing as well at a time when for a lot of us, it, it wasn't very fun. And, um, it was a, a nice moment in time and there's, I mean, it's, it's not black and white. There's a lot of controversy around a yeah. lot of, of things with that. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, it felt like a really cool union of all these different things that knitters find to be important. Right. And it, it happened so quickly. Yes. Remember that? Like the pattern launched and it was like a day or two and everybody it was in the news it was in you know major uh you know media headlines and 
it was like, oh, wow, the knitting community is getting so much attention right now for this thing, this movement um, that has to do with this thing going on right now. Right. That a lot of people are really, really passionate about and, you know, maybe confused or emotional. And this was maybe just like a, a symbol or something yeah. that something that symbolized, you know, you're you're not alone. We're in this together kind of right kind of thing. Um and also yeah. I think it it maybe speaks to as well like some points that you made earlier about like it's a small project. It's, you know, people learned how to knit so they could make it and they were successful in making it. It's a really simple 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 product. It's not complicated. You right. knit a rectangle yeah and so the sides right and then it and then it has this symbolic power so it was you know maybe that it was a really easy entry point for some people as well right and it was something to do yeah when people are like what do i do (laughs) yeah because if you're frustrated and you don't know how to channel that frustration or anger or hurt or whatever i i think that that's knitters and crafters broadly but knitters specifically the brains kick in you're like well i have to make something i know how to make things like this so why don't i do that and then i can get other people to channel their frustration in this way and we can use our energy for good instead of just sitting and stewing and being upset Mm -hmm. so why why do you think that um knitters are you know always a part of the debates and the discussions in you know political spheres and and social activism spheres you know you know via ravelry and instagram why do you think that we i mean i think you you touched on it earlier like we're passionate people right right um there's so many passionate people why why do why do we want to combine our craft with our with our passions and with what's going on in the in the greater world i think maybe we want to feel useful yeah (laughs) you know yes i mean everyone wants to feel useful um but but it's a way also to to make something that usually is not usually but often is functional and is um maybe a conversation starter it could spark a debate um, and, and it's sort of a not low barrier of entry. That's not what I mean, but it's, it's a way to make a statement that is not quite as loud maybe. And, and I'm, I'm open to debate on this, but it's not the same as getting in someone's face and saying, this is what I believe. Mm. But you're you're showing very plainly and firmly what you believe and kind of creating a space for dialogue. And that has its time and place, but is often a very useful way to get your point across in a way that people are willing to listen and absorb what you have to say. Like gentle protest. Gentle protest. I like that. I think. Yeah, I think that's a term that's used about. Yeah, like, you know finding subtle ways to voice your, the way that you feel about an issue. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So maybe it's just, it's just kind of a, yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of another term too, because you said like um, entry, like a easier entry point, but maybe it's, maybe it's just like 
how we process things. Right. Like, you know, we get personal problems. You go to your knitting for therapy. Um, we go to our knitting for so for so much and we rely on mm-hmm. it for for comfort, um, to feel creative, to feel good about ourselves. And to feel challenged. Yeah. And to to try new things. Like once you have mastered one level of something or one type of stitch, maybe that's the building block for the next thing. So you can kind of uh, stretch your muscle, your brain muscles a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I just, I, I, I just, I don't know exactly like what it is. Like I can't put my finger on it, but there's just something about people who knit and who create things from scratch that like, I don't know. I don't know if there's just a deeper sense of, wanting to take care of things in the world or Mm -hmm. let's 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 treat let's do the right thing because we want to treat everything like it's precious you know like we have to we have to treat Mm. things with Mm -hmm. respect and and because we want them to last and we want to enjoy them you know right i don't know i feel like it's just like all these different things that are working together to make this perfect storm and also maybe Mm -hmm. we're just like loud and opinionated yeah (laughs) it's true i have lots of opinions nothing wrong with that i i think that it's really important to be vocal about what you care about and especially in crazy times that we're in it it really matters that you know what you believe and you educate yourself and you learn new things and that could be knitting it could be politics it could be Whatever sure. it is, but whatever you want to stand for, it's it's important that you stand for something. And knitting is just this way that we can show what we value. And we value spending time making things. And we value making things that maybe have a message like the resist or Black Lives Matter or the pussy hat or whatever it yeah. is. I mean... I agree with you. We just, we have opinions and we're okay with expressing them. I think that you kind of just hit the nail on the head a little bit. You kind of, tr- I kind of went, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I th- this, this element of ongoing learning, you know? Yeah. And like you said, challenge, like, like a lack of, like maybe, maybe there is fear in approaching certain things, but maybe the the ability to like face that. Um, and then I had another thought too that disappeared, of course. Um, but that was, I think that was a really good, that was a really good point. Um, oh, maybe, maybe the function has changed actually, you know, like knitting as an, as a necessity, um, to create functional items that will keep you warm. Maybe now, because we have the things that will keep us warm, the function of knitting has shifted because we are, we knit and how do we make ourselves as knitters useful on this greater scale, maybe that's, maybe the function has shifted to be, this is a message. This is me saying something. This is me voicing, you know, my passion, my opinion about this thing that everybody is talking about, but this is how I choose to talk about it because this is how I choose to talk about anything. This is how I choose to express myself on all levels. Yeah. I think that is very true. Because we're not, I mean, we're not knitting socks for soldiers in trenches anymore. Like, that's not what. When that was a thing, the knitting Mm. community came together 
and yep. did that and took care of business. Yeah. You know, because it needed to be done. Right. And, you know, pussy hats didn't necessarily need to be done in that exact way. But that is what came out of the necessity for. I think actually Krista Suh, the woman who who started that whole thing. I think her initial thought was people are going to be cold. She yeah. lives in California and she was going to D.C. or I can't remember if she went, but, you know, she's saying people are going to be marching in D.C. They're going to be cold. Yeah. But then it there turned into a symbol. Like she took the basic function of it and gave it like a new function or symbol that yeah. people latched onto at a really pivotal time. You know, the timing, too, was, you know, you couldn't manufacture that. <laughs> no, I mean, that's a thing that I think marketers and companies mm -hmm. try to find all the time because people can tell if you're doing something in this time and you're playing to an audience and you're trying to garner this, this like use a moment for your own personal gain. And what was so nice about that was this was just a little thing that was, was put out and it, it blew up. I mean, it was wonderful. What do you think might be next for the knitting community in, in this landscape? I think, I mean, right now, I'll, I'll say, yeah, sorry, heavy question. I, like, I will I say right know. now. Can you solve the problem right now, please? Right. I think, I mean, I've been seeing a lot on, um, you know, Instagram and, and, and people in the knitting community that I follow that have pretty strong followings. Like, they're going outside of knitting to raise money for organizations. You know, right. that's one thing. Like, it's still knitting related and the people that follow them follow them because... They love to follow that person's knitting journey, but they, you know, they're doing something else or maybe they're doing pattern sales. You know, designers do pattern sales and they give all their proceeds to organizations that they yeah. care about. That's their way of like vocalizing and how they are, are using their function as a designer or a knitter or a yarn maker. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they are they're using like fiscal power, you know, they're they're redistributing right. funds. They're not knitting something for some for a movement they're using their knitting as a way to like reallocate funds yep. you will like you know if you buy someone's knitting pattern then you get that knitting pattern but and then if they you know donate the all of their proceeds to an organization that you also feel strongly about then it you've done kind of two things right you've, you've supported that designer and you've gotten yourself and you've done three things you've supported that designer um, mm -hmm. and you have gotten yourself a knitting pattern and then you've also supported a cause that you care about. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a more, it feels like a more vocal, uh, social responsibility. People mm -hmm. are being a lot more transparent about how they allocate their funds and spend their money. And then we as consumers get to decide, do I want to be, give this person my money or do I want to give this person my money? Right. So I really appreciate that in the knitting community, especially, I mean, I think about Ravelry pattern sales. So many people are saying this is exactly where this percentage of your purchase mm -hmm. will go. So then I have that option to say, do, is this a, a cause and a company that I want to support? And it's an, again, like they're, people are donating money, which is really wonderful. And it definitely affects their bottom line, but they're also just taking a stand on what mm -hmm. matters to them. And that's what knitters tend to do. They they take mm -hmm. a stand and they don't always agree, 
And we don't yeah, all definitely. have to agree. Right. And there's a, a lot of debate and back and forth, but it, it seems like we've reached this place where we can have these respectful debates. And if I don't want my money going to that cause, maybe I'm not going to buy that pattern. But sure, it's just a nice way for people to express themselves, especially in this digital world that we all find ourselves in. That's if if you talk about the future of knitting for me, I feel like mm. there's just going to be more and more digital, digitally available interaction, digital yeah. um, ditch and bitch groups, or I yeah. know that's not the correct term, but um, knitting meetups online, more of the kind of sheep and wool festival experience, tickets to things, but it's an online interactive right. thing. I think that as this world or as this year has taken more and more of us onto Zoom and Skype and all of that, mm-hmm. I think knitting's going to, to get even more strongly entrenched in that. So then again, we're we could be alone but together. Yeah, dude. Nice. Yeah. And I also think too, that kind of is making me think it's kind of going down a whole other train of thought, of course. Uh, <laughs> um Given that, you know, you gave the example of the the World War II sock knitters um, and then, you know, the, the pussy hat was just a few years ago. And then now we're kind of, you know, we're seeing kind of a shift even in that way and 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 talking about the funds going to places. I think that knitters will just continue to adapt and evolve and shift. Yes. Depending on what the need is, because knitters are some resourceful people like we yes. can make things out of, you know, I mean, you and I filmed the filmed a lot of the yarn hacks, the interweave yarn right. hacks. Um, and we, you know, we made cable needles out of sticks. Right. And things like that. And, you know, stitch markers out of whatever, you know, out of something out of your drawer. You know, we just we, you know, teamed up to figure out, OK, when you're in a jam, how do you be resourceful about this? or right. that? And really, it's like. That's that's so much of knitting is like, how do you how do you get out of the jam when you get into a jam? Yes. (laughs) And I think of all the times that we would knit at lunch. And I I remember one particular project I was working on. I was playing yarn chicken to see if I was going to have enough to get to the end. And everyone around the table was like cheering me on. Like, how could I could I knit it shorter? It was this kind of dolman top. And I, I ran out of yarn. The project wasn't finished. But then I think you might have been there, but Amy was with me. We went to a yarn shop and we found a yarn that matched close enough. Oh my gosh. And it was just the band around the waist. So nobody would really see. And I wear that thing all the time. No one has once been like, well, that's a completely different yarn. But you just have that sense of, okay, well, this didn't work out exactly how I planned, but Mm -hmm. how can I pivot and still make it work? And to your point about yarn uh, knitters adapting. I think that's, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, we have a pattern and we're going to try to follow it, but it might not work and we might need to make changes. And at the end of the mm-hmm. day, we're still going to have something that we can be proud of. Right. We're, we're problem solvers. Yep. Yeah. The world's got a lot of problems, so. It's true. We need <laughs> problem solvers. To, to take, you know, tackle some of the, some of them. Yeah. Not and you know, them, like you could say like knitting, Knitting problems are definitely different than, you know, real life, oh, you know, of course. really important, you know, you know, sometimes life or death things going on. Um, but I think yeah. that it's just one element of cultivating 
that mindset in your life. If you if you can cultivate like a problem solving, resourceful mindset in this one area, it will trickle into the other areas of your life and how you take action in different ways. Right. It, it's always a helpful foundation. It's not going to fix everything, mm-hmm. but it's it's like a tool in your arsenal, basically. Yeah. What did we learn today? And and class. No, I'm just Louisa, as we move forward in the year 2020, dun, dun, and everything dun. that's going, <laughs> and everything that's going on, um, what what do we learn today that can that can help us with moving forward? Well, I think a huge thing that this this conversation is really solidified in me is that community doesn't have to be occupying the same space. Mm. I mean, we're on a video call and we're talking, mm-hmm. but I feel like you're here. All that's missing yeah. is a ice cold beverage and our dogs and we would be hanging yes. out. You know, this is what we do. Yes. So it's a, it's a helpful reminder that you can still have your knitting groups. You can still talk about what you're working on. You can still share your projects and inspiration, even if it's in this more distanced way. Yeah, sure. And also I would say, you know, it's okay to take breaks from that if you need, you know, because you can always go back to your knitting and do it yourself and recharge yourself. And then if you are needing friendship, community, like that's here, you know, you can always reach out to right. your knitting friends and they're, you know, and, and you can yeah. and you can go back to that knitting point. Maybe, you know, if you're struggling or something, you can go back to the knitting to get to get back into that entry point into friendship and community. Right. You know, if you're feeling overwhelmed by what's going on and. um. If you want to talk about your knitting, if you don't want to talk about your knitting, you know, like wherever you're at, the knitting community can like provide that for you is how I feel. Yeah. And within that, you get to express yourself. And Mm -hmm. we, I mean, we covered so many different ways of expression from color to yarn selection to pattern to politics. Mm -hmm. I mean, knitting is just this kind of amazing uh, union of all these things where you can get creative and express who you are and whether it's a dog sweater or a human sweater you mm-hmm. you can do what you want and that's kind of rare to have that freedom and that mm. that permission to just make and make something that represents who you are i feel like the knitting community Knitted together the community. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the mm-hmm. knitting community created what it is. The you know. We could get deep in on puns and we this get, about there's, stitched together and there's knotted puns, and there's oh my some gosh. meta stuff here. But I agree. Like, you know? Like we yeah. makers collectively made the thing, the community that we, that we are existing in, you know? Right. And with the different pockets, again, there's like something for everybody somewhere, you know, whatever, whatever you're into, whatever your passions are, whatever part of knitting you like, whatever your opinions are, like there's a, there's a spot, there's a spot here for you. It's true. 
Yeah. And we all need each other. <laughs> I mean, I need friends. That's true. I have. Yes. I'm, when I say that, I mean, I have friends. I need my friends. <laughs> Friendship's really important to me. Friendship is important. And finding friends is hard as a grown up. It's challenging to make friends, to meet new people. You're not presented with opportunities to just be like, hi, I'm Louisa. What do you like? And so knitting is just this great in to find people who mm-hmm. could be your friends. Yep. I mean, I feel very I lucky. It. I found you. Me too. Yep. I feel super lucky too. Well, Louisa, it's just been really nice to get to chat with you today about some of our favorite things. Knitting. This is great. Friendship. Opinions. <laughs> and yeah. can I just tell you? I love you so much. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun and very therapeutic. And I love you and I like you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Remember, you can follow the link in the description to our website where we'll have lots more information about this topic. If you like the show, please tell a friend, leave a review, spread the word. The Knitting Nerdcast is a production of Golden Peak Media and Interweave. It's hosted by me, Hannah Baker, and produced by Jared Mayer. Shout out to Andrea Lotz, Jen Ryan, and Laura Holslander for their contributions. This episode was recorded and edited by Evan Rutherford and Jared Mayer.